Welcome to the Quack and Spack podcast. This is Joe Ansler with Dimitri Lars. Good evening, Dimitri. Hello, Joseph. What's up? So uh, we have a special guest here with us uh, this evening. Uh, we have yes. the guys from uh, Fully Flocked that we've spoken about so much in our podcast. Uh, we finally gotten in touch with them, you know, this year, and we got on a couple of hunts with them. But uh, we're actually able to get them on the podcast and hear, you know, their side of things. So uh, without further ado, I'll turn it over to uh, to Luke for uh, yeah. for his introduction. Thanks for having us. This is awesome. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, my name's Luke uh, Schuster. I grew up on Long Island. Uh, how deep are we going in this? Oh, <laughs> you can go as deep as you That's want. Right. Like, uh, can you just talk. Tell us. Tell us about. Let's. Let's see. Twenty three. I've been. Oh God, I don't know the first time I started hunting. They're young. Oh. They're young. They're they are. They, they, they're younger than us, but it's okay. So so yeah. So we're young. It's young. Let's see. You started hunting. Do you remember when or now? I feel like I remember the first time. I remember the first okay. time. And How? I was, God, dude, I, I, I had to have been, I don't know, between like eight and 12. Is that unrealistic to remember that at my age? Not at all. Okay. I, I mean, I started I started in 12 years old. When I, yeah. No, 12 years old, I think, in New York, you can get your license. Yeah. I just exposed myself as well. <laughs> I think it's, no, I mean, obviously, you're going to go out yeah, beforehand yeah, yeah. with your dad and stuff like that. But but yeah, so, so you started hunting back when you were around eight, 12 years old. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What was the, do you remember the first hunt? That you went on? Because mine was small game. No, like, I went oh, rabbit ooh, hunting. Ooh, ooh. Oh, that's a good question. It's definitely a deer hunt. Okay. All right. I don't even know. Okay, so my first hunting memory. This is my first hunting memory. Okay, good. Scouting for deer with my dad. Nice. Getting back to the truck, and he's like, oh, crap. I had chiggers, dude, all Oh, over. no. In the shower, dude, scraping my legs. Oh, doing Jesus. That. So, so for, yeah, so you first, so you were scouting for deer, yeah. but... Let's see. You guys are on social media. You guys blew up in the last year. Yeah. What is it? So obviously, goose hunting is probably you would say your f- most favorite oh. thing to hunt. Would you say here? Introduce stuff, and then you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we got. So we have Luke and James. They they're from they're from Fully Flocked out uh, Li on on Instagram, um, and TikTok. So we we hit them up in the last podcast. We explained we hit them up this past year. Finally got out. Got to got to talk with them. Got out on a couple hunts with them, and and they're exceptional dudes. But uh, but yeah. So that was Luke that was just talking. Now we're gonna introduce James, and uh, the floor is yours. All right. Yeah, James Knapp. I'm 22, and uh, same thing. I don't know. First time I've been hunting, man, was when I was 12. I had my license. So me and Luke took the we took a class together. You should talk about our first hunt together. Oh yeah, well our all right. So this is this is what kicked off the waterfowling for me personally and our group. First time we ever went hunting was just yeah, it was a mess, man. I mean that's how everyone starts off, you know. Yeah, it's a mess. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we I mean, dude, the first time hunting, we were in a river and literally the way we accessed the the river. There was mud up to our waist, and uh, <laughs> Luke had surgery at that point, so he couldn't even walk. So me and our friend Kendrick had to drag him <laughs> across. Run. Yeah, we had to drag him through the mud of the kayak, though, to get to the blind. It's like a Game of Thrones episode. Dude, it You're was ridiculous. It took us hours to set up. <laughs> and our other friend Tom was with us, and uh, but we did get into the ducks pretty good. I mean, That's good. I remember just shooting like it was stupid. I mean, we had ducks landing behind our blind, and the kid Kendrick 
turns around, he blows his head off. We had two ducks that lost their heads that day. <laughs> Luke and Kendrick blew their heads off, but kind of uh, mess up your uh, your pictures. Yeah, no, day. we didn't we didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> but but that's awesome. I mean, so you guys got into waterfowl pretty young, and then uh, I guess something that kind of you know got into a different gear as you got older. I guess you can go into. Uh, it, how like how fully flocked you know started like how you guys met together or how your group of guys got together and uh, and basically started hunting together. Yeah, yeah. So we we actually started as a group hunting together at like 17 years old. Okay. Um, and it started off. It was really me, Luke, Kendrick, and our friend Tom. We were the first ones that started going out. And, you know, it was always like, because uh, we were in high school still. Mm-hmm. So it was weekends, we'd be going to the marshes and past shooting regansers. You sure. know, that's how we started yeah, off yeah. doing it. But it, it eventually, you know, it grew serious uh, for us right away. I mean, always trying new things and just progressing. Yeah. But the uh, goose, goose hunting really flipped the script, you know, and yeah, yeah. brought it to the next level of... Yeah. What's going on? You the know, the few hunts that that I've gone out with you guys now this this past year was, you know, mostly all geese and, I mean, it's a hell of a time. I mean, you guys really know your stuff when it comes to goose hunting and and ops. You know, obviously, you guys you know know how to call very well, um, and so it's 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 something for a change for us because we get to experience like a different type of hunting you know we we've hunted with you know a group of guys that we've done kind of similar stuff and we don't really change it you know we kind of it works you know it works for what we want to do and and we shoot whatever we want but we never you know push it to the next level but uh seeing the way that you guys hunt and the way that you guys um you know, do setups or, or or learn from is it's really it's really cool that uh, we get that opportunity to learn from you guys as well. Even though we're older than you guys, we're still learning. Yeah, yeah. I think the coolest thing. So we start. I would say that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but James was always like in, uh, like in love with sea duck hunting. Like yeah, loved that was, it. That was the beginning. Yeah. Like, let me see if we can put this between us so we can kind of talk. <laughs> but he was in love with sea duck hunting, and I grew up with some older guys like my uncles, and uh, like. Yeah, grandpa and stuff like that doing um, goose hunting on the East End. Okay. You know, they had a, a ton of access that, like, we didn't have. So whenever Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning, my dad and I were in the group and we were at the field. And yeah. it was just how it is. My dad shot his first band. His first goose was banned in the end. That's And awesome. I just kind of grew yeah. up doing that every day. And uh, not every day, you know, every season. And, um, yeah. and I, as I got older, I kind of just, like, expressed that. The, I was like, oh, this is something I really like. Like, can I start coming along more? And I was like... So I started going a little bit more. This was like probably freshman year of college. And um, I said to James, I'm like, James, like, you gotta come. Like, this is, you're gonna love yeah. it. Like, this is gonna be sick. So the first time he came yeah. goose hunting with uh, me as well as like some of these older guys, we slammed them. Yeah, like, that's great. Yeah. 8 a.m., it was just, it was, it was, yeah, it was just we, slaughter. That's awesome. We slaughtered those things. That that's, that's good. So, so, so is that, that's like, that's like the first time that you both went goose hunting together? That was, yeah, that was the first time that we both went goose hunting together. Now, we have been, at that point, we, we were sea duck hunting a lot. I had just gotten a boat because I went on a guided hunt for sea ducks and I was like, this, this is, you know, yeah, this is That's, legit, that's how know? I started. That's what I was like, hunting. wow, the sea ducks are fun. So yeah. I had gotten a boat just intended to go after sea ducks. And uh, <clears throat> that's how we started. You know, at that point, that's when we realized like, oh, all this stuff we're doing, you know, we should start like a little social media page. And we always talked about it, but we never did it. And one day I just thought, I was like, you know, let's just throw it up yeah. there. So me and Luke were both admins of the page and 
we we really never posted much. You know, it was just like there. Well, you guys started. You guys started the page in what year was it? Twenty eighteen. That's a good question. I think it was twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's twenty eighteen. We started the page. Well, I remember. I remember seeing. I I was. I started following you guys. It was I think, twenty twenty. Yeah. Well, we I'd say we started the page in twenty eighteen. We didn't it really blew, do anything it, with it. Well, it blew you know? up in 2020. That's when. It That's really, when we started yeah. focusing on it. You know, yeah. once we started getting more of a following. The first post is from 2019. Oh, okay. Okay, so but I remember I I had definitely started. The, I think we started in 2018, and then 2019 is when we started posting in it. Yeah, I don't really remember. I don't yeah, know. no, I started. But, I started seeing your guys' <clears throat> stuff on in 2020. Yeah, well, and at that o- point over that year, I was just. Uh, Joe started we started Quackens back yeah. Joe started it and then I was just like dude we gotta hit them up yeah. and I was yeah. like the slangies well tell so so explain cause I know I know Luke's Luke's emphasized on this so in 2020 you guys had a slow start to the season right definitely yeah and then and then what 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 is it that you did that changed the way like what did you guys how did you guys Progress. Progress. Exactly. Because 2020, you guys honestly blew up, and your posts were all more active. You were killing more birds. Like, what? And that, I think, surfaced you guys to where you get your followers yeah, yeah, up yeah. now. <clears throat> so, I think that the first year we started really, like, we're grateful that we, we've, like, kind of grew up with hunting with people that had a lot of access. So, we've been right. able to get on, like, the property, which is the biggest thing. You know, yeah, like, that's, getting on the property. So, we, we were kind of, re- like, I guess it's weird to say, but like we were raised um, like correctly in the hunting. So we kind of got a good idea of how to do things. And then we just like, I started doing research. I found milk gear and I'm like, oh, I did. I just was on this website. I'm like, this guy sounds awesome. Like I gotta be, I gotta get. No, their calls are incredible. I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to get this call. I'm going to figure out how to do it. I mean, we, him and I and uh, Kendrick took a ride to Cabela's and I bought this freaking moneymaker call and I, you know it's a great call to learn on you know it, it was easy to break over I, it just sounded like I just thought I was like I hear this guy like that thing sounds sick I'm getting that thing <laughs> so I got that we just got like more serious in it. and then 2020 we were like we want to expand more I guess yeah. so him and I went out driving literally this was like one day it was like the most impromptu thing like I'll, I'll put it in between it but like yeah. we literally just went out and drove around one day and that's what got us our First field, yeah. Like, honestly, right. we just honestly, we were just we were just scouting, and we had been talking to this point that we want our own field because, like I said, we've been going out with multiple guys as yeah. guests, you know. Right. Uh, but the more we researched and the more we looked into things, you know, there's different ways to do things, you know. Of course. And what we saw is most of the people on the island here do things one way, you mm. know. Correct. I like, agree. Crazy, uh, and it's it's. It's not that it's wrong, you know. It works. They're just stuck in their way. It's just different. It's different, you know. There's there's a progression of new things, new techniques Technology. that comes out. Yeah, technology and and all that. So the more we research, the more we're like, we want to try these things. But you know, everyone they don't want they don't want to try the new things. Well, going with the, try, going, you know? going with the older guys that you, you yeah the go, older guys that never, we hunt with yeah they yeah always it's, wanted it's, one it's way. always right. the same that's, you know between each person man it's it's a little bit a tweak here or there that's different but generally it's the same thing you know full bodies anywhere from forty to hundred full bodies you know that's that's about it we did our we were doing research and we started learning about trafficking geese hunting X's and watching flight lines all this other thing. And we finally decided we're like oh, we gotta get we gotta try our own thing out you know yeah so 
that drove us and like I said the first day we went out looking is we found a feed and we called the the farm owners and they said you know check back next year and we'll see what we can get you guys right right but to, but to go back to your original point I would say that we struggled a lot like yeah. our first times going out I don't know if we shot anything the first time we went to the fields like I don't know what was and we were like so we gotta change something like we're sitting out here I mean the first I would say there was a good stretch of time out east where we would sit out there we get out there probably at shooting light cause I don't know apparently Long Island's weird I guess compared to the other places the geese don't really fly by us at first light no. so we get out there not at all Sun's 9 o'clock <laughs> yeah then we set the spread and we'd watch them till like 11 o'clock just fly right over our heads and we're like what's going on we could watch them all day you yeah. know it's it is an all-day flight out there. It, it, the, the flights were crazy, but just something we were doing wrong, and there was something not working. You know? Right. So I guess we we decided, like to completely answer your question, was we decided let's let's just see if we can put so, like put a ton of decoys out there, yeah, make it look like a fat feed, like there's a ton of birds here, and all of a sudden, like that was it. It just and it then was it just like, clicked. It was, it was just like a different. You just gotta. I, I think we've realized. Yeah, different reaction. reaction. It was it was crazy. I've never seen, you know, birds react like that once we did that. Yeah. And because our field really it's it's never really been an X. When we first had the field again, we don't we still we're still learning, you know. We're not Yeah. Um we we messed that up. We could have been that field could have been really hot the first year we had it. Okay. But we were just so eager cuz we've we worked so hard to get that field. I mean, it it took a long time before we actually had it in riding, you know. So yeah, we it's something were eager. that we talked like a lot about on, on our podcast is the the cutthroat environment of Long Island and uh, and the fields. Uh, you know, obviously there's a there's a big <clears throat> elephant in the ring, and uh, it's it's always tough to grab fields from them. And like I said, I'll never I'll never you know knock them because it's a business and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that <clears throat> that they that they get into but uh, oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah but uh you know and i mean that's that's the nature of that's business how it is, you know you that's know. just how it is money does talk and you know more power to them they have the funds to to be able to provide a, a great experience for you know some people that don't even don't get that opportunity you know right. but uh um, exactly yep. but yeah i mean i i i like some things that we've kind of struggled, we hear from you and how how you guys struggled, and I guess that's kind of like where we're at right now, where you know we're putting out like a hundred full bodies, we're pulling pulling out like a couple of things, and sometimes we're just not pulling the birds, and so there's a couple of things that we're going to be changing next year. Oh, sure. uh, learn well, learning from you guys, learning from uh, to the yeah. So they're going to bring. So they're going to bring their trailer, they're going to bring their decoys and everything like that, and we're just going to have a monstrosity yep, that's of, it. Of, a, of a spread. If you can't hunt the X, you become the X. You know, well, sorry, it's, it's just the fly, like the amount of birds, like we have birds that fly over us, and I mean, it's insane. They fly to the right of us, left of us, and we have 100, 100 full bodies plus five dozen dive bombs, and it's like... We need more. You need more, yeah. You, that need, was just, you just need that much that's more. That's the thing. I mean, once you, especially once you progress into the season, you know, early, anything's going to work. You throw whatever right. you want out there, it's going to work. But those birds, especially the way we're positioned on Long Island, it, it's it's weird. You know, we don't have those constant north wind pushes of new birds right. constantly filtering out old birds, you know. Yep. We will get like a, a push and they'll stay. And then they'll filter out, and another push will come in. You know, weeks later. So they these birds get time to learn. You know, they yeah. they they realize, hey, I've been seeing this. You know, everywhere, especially out east, because 
every other field has a goose hunter on it, especially on the weekends. Literally. Well, that's know? the thing too. They're, exactly. passing, we're, we're, they're passing spreads yeah. at the spreads at the spreads, and it's it's honestly everyone. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's J. it's the same thing. It's it's just full bodies, like a hundred of them. Yeah, set up in a U or a J or whatever. J or U, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's something that that we've all seen, and and you know, coming from uh, my experience hunting with uh, some of our guys and some of the people we know and and the experience of hunting with you guys is kind of black and white where you know things are definitely different you could see and they're working you know that's not to say that the old methods won't work or or anything like that it all depends on the geese in the day i mean if geese are gun shy yeah if geese are are gun shy it's going to be a different type of uh time you know if it's later in the season or if it's earlier in the season it's it's always going to change and you're always going to keep learning on that. And I think that's what you guys said, where you said that, you know, we're always learning. That was like one of our first podcast episodes, like, you know, how to get better and how like every day, like, or every day you go out and hunt, like, what can you take away from that hunt that you can make better your next hunt better? Um, yeah. So that's, that's cool to see that. Like we, I went out hunting with you guys that next day, the next, uh, week or so that we went out hunting i kind of like kind of like set up stuff to where uh how you guys set up and we had to kill the limit of 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 uh geese and i mean it's just like learning that kind of stuff and and uh you know being able to have a community where you can you know work together and learn together is is huge and that's what's something that we want to do uh you know with this podcast and with everybody on long island we want to get rid of that cutthroat environment yeah, and yeah. bring people together to learn how to hunt together and you know to experience hunting on a whole new level i think like a big thing to add to what you're saying about like learning things i think that a lot of people forget and like we totally forget all the time because we get frustrated oh why don't we shoot any birds these like again they're wild animals they're gonna do whatever the hell they want right on any given day you can powder them as much as you want they're yep. still gonna do whatever they want but the one thing you can always control is your hide mm-hmm. and we've gotten like me especially like I used to not like really I'm like oh it looks green like you know it's gonna blend in the field you know yeah. it looks natural but when you put the extra time in to make that thing look freaking natural they will dance in front of you and they'll do it at 10 yards <laughs> and they won't even hesitate like we we had some older guys that were kind of giving us crap about hunting we started using like A-frames like the tangle free panel blinds yeah. which are the greatest things on earth incredible I love them incredible with, with evergreen so anything that you know is green for extended period of time and I we stuck that thing right in the middle of the field and it obviously it kind of looks like a brush pile it's not something that looks completely natural in the field but it looks like almost like a tree row to a bird or something yeah. and I mean they were doing it 10 yards in front of us like it it, it you just that hide is like the biggest part and I know a million people say that but that's something that we, we've definitely learned and it's just yeah. all part of the well process. I mean going back going back to what you said with the community and stuff like that it is it is it's nice when like we reach out to them it's nice when you get a group of guys that are like, yeah, like let's hunt, let's hunt together. Let's we're all, we're all in it for the same reason. Yeah. And I think that's one of the topics we talked about in one of the podcasts where, where it's like, it's so cutthroat that like you talk to a guy and they're like, they won't tell you where the field is or something oh, yeah. like that. Yep. It's no. different. You're hunting geese. It's different from deer hunting. It's different. It's totally different. And stuff different. like that where you don't want to give up your spot because then it's just going to get over hunted. But a goose field, it's like you need permission. You're not just going to walk You're up to a field and be like, oh, I'm going to hunt this guy's field because he told me where it was. Yeah. And and that's, that's our main thing is like we just want we just want to, we all have the same goal in mind is to shoot birds kill birds and like you watch these videos guys show up to public spots or land and they see other guys and they're like hey let's just hunt together yep. you know yeah. 
and that's one of the biggest things I think we need to that needs to get fixed on the island. Yes, totally. Tremendous. I agree hundred percent with that. It's it's a lot a lot of competition, you know. It's all, a lot yeah, of jealousy, a lot of a lot of back and forth. It's it's like why? Why why have that, you know? I mean, when like when I first when I first started following you guys on Instagram, I was just like this is incredible. They're absolutely clobbering birds, good for them, like they're doing the right stuff. And like you find other guys that are like, "Oh, well, the, you know, they they probably put corn out and this and that." And you're like, "What?" Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah, to add to that, like even to like I, I know this goes for other areas. We have other areas have bad like waterfowl culture sure, and things yeah. like that. Like you hear the stories have you ever heard about real tree? Uh, what is it called? Real foot? Real foot lake yeah. in Arkansas? No, I haven't heard that. It's like it's a mess down there. It sounds yeah. like people fighting all the time. I mean, perfect example is our oh, first well. time hunting. We're sitting. It's we're brand new. You could, I mean, we're yelling like you could literally. You could probably hear us down the lake because we're giggling. You know, a bunch <laughs> of freaking seventeen year old yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the only one with the license that was able to drive us there, <laughs> and we get like some old timers that are screaming to at us oh. down the lake and stuff like that. Like yeah. instead of, I guess that's probably annoying. Actually, sure. like it's definitely annoying well, listening annoying, to those wire hunting. It's annoying, but it's like it's like hey, we were there at one point when we were having fun. We were joking around. We were bullshitting. Yeah, and stuff like that. So let's understand. I mean, I get it, but then again, it's like. Why were they? Why yell? Yeah. yeah. No, it was you know it was the whole oh my spot type thing. It's public land, you know. Yeah. There's no my spots. It's public land. You, the, the, the whole river is huntable. You can hunt the whole river. You know it's. Well, yeah, I, one of the experiences we had this year was we, like we like to do we like to do different things like randomly. Like if we aren't having like success, especially this year, this past year with ducks, it just wasn't a successful year for ducks, especially our blind. Our blind, I think we usually shoot like anywhere from like a uh, fifty to hundred ducks out of there. Yeah. Um, and this year we only shot like twenty, mm-hmm. or or twenty like thirty. <clears throat> yeah. So what we did was, uh, we just went out, uh, you know, on the river and got into the kayak, and we went out. And we we started, you know, blowing a little calls, you know, a little early in the morning just to set the mood, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, see what we can find out there. Two mallards dump in. We kill them. Only only ducks we saw all day, but we shot two mallards. It was actually the only two mallards that we, I killed this year, which is sad. Right. And I yeah. love mallards. No. And I shot the hen, which I was pissed because I love my drink mallard. But, um, but we... So we go, it's like 9.30, there's nothing flying, we go to leave, and so we're paddling out, and we pass, we see like a whole spread set up in front of us, and so we like, you know, want to book past them quick, we don't want to like get in their way or anything like that, so they just, the looks that we get, oh, yeah. like, because we, we set up like, we were there at 5 a.m. Yeah. They didn't get there probably yep. until 6:30, mm. um, like past shooting light. Yeah. And we shot those birds probably like 10, 15 minutes after shooting light. And and then we stayed there for a little bit. And they they the looks that we got were just like like they were pissed. And it's like I know I, like it sucks that there's no ducks, but we can't control that. And yeah. like yeah. why be pissed at us because yeah. you know that's yeah. I'd say there's a fine line of understanding that that like public land is accessible by everybody but also respecting that other people maybe got there a little early or setting up away from people for example like we are we were able to get on a a piece of property for September goose and we're sitting on a public piece of water and I mean we're set up right on this 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 grass field right on the edge and which is private which is a private property but butting up to this public yeah public public water and we have geese starting to come at us and there's a, a kid kayaking up the, the water and he hears them 
obviously because you can hear this freaking flying right. from a mile away and he, he hears him coming and he, I mean he's wearing like he's in a freaking orange kayak like, like yeah. definitely doesn't know a ton about what's going on or whatever but he kind of just nestles up against the shore as if like he's gonna He's gonna like shoot, shoot them, them if they pass over. But you can, I mean, our spreads right here. You yeah. see our blinds; they're not grass. We're literally sitting on a barn, like next to a barn, yeah. shooting over the water. And and like so, at the same time, you gotta like respect the fact that like yes, that is public water, but like other people are there. You sure. know, like of course, it, it, the respect goes both ways. In terms yeah, of yeah, I no, mean, even it does. Yeah, with 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 that situation too, I give that kid respect because we once he did realize that we were there, immediately paddled away. You know, which was right, nice. Well, I mean, good. at first he had he really know the sun was in his eyes and stuff like that, but he was looking to come up and shoot. Oh, almost looked like he was going to shoot a decoy. He, did look like <laughs> a decoy. Yeah. he was eyeing up those decoys pretty good, you know. And uh, we, you know, we gave him a wave, and and he did leave, and we ended up shooting geese that day. Um, but yeah, a lot. Yeah, that was a good day. Uh, but it, it's stuff like that where like you don't need. Hostility, you know. That's, no, it's it's a lot of that going on. Though. Well, you hear you hear guys getting into fist fights and stuff. Oh, fields next dude. to each other. It's like at the boat ramp. At the boat ramp. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. I've almost what? seen it. I've in a goose field. I almost seen a fist fight go down. It's nuts. Know? It's just nuts. Which is like <laughs> how? Like how does that it's even? A goose. It's literally it's like, a what's goose. What's going on, man? Like it, it? No, it's crazy. And like I said, it's a big thing. Is jealousy? It's like that's a big thing. Where guys are jealous of other guys, and it's, there's no need to be jealous of anyone, you know. No, it's yeah. If it like, is what it is. I'm sure know? if I'm sure if a group of guys came up to you while and saw you guys hunting and was like, "Hey, do you guys have room?" Oh, or like, totally. Or, I've done oh, it. Yeah, done that, it before. Exactly. That's before. what like, more guns. Yeah, that's well, it. We, more guns, more birds. Yeah. At our duck spot on the river, I had gotten there with uh, two of my other friends who didn't hunt, and uh, when we got there uh, at the same exact time, another group of four guys were getting there. Right. Kids our age, you know, and uh, we we joined up. And even though I had the blind and everything, they, we all went in the blind together, and we all hunted it together, and we shot some ducks that day. But it always got to be respectful to everyone, Cause, especially because you don't know who knows who, you know. Yeah. It turns out that that group of kids that were coming down because they were coming down to fr- private property, they had also gotten permission from the same person that we did. Oh. Okay. So if we had yeah. went up to them and like you know like screaming at them like what are you doing here and stuff like that, we could have easily gotten thrown out because they had a better connection to the family than we did. You know, right. they were they were actually their cousins of the family. Oh right. So okay. I, it's it's all about keeping it respectful and peaceful. No, and, of course. Now and then uh. And then Luke, you went down to Texas this season. How was that? Hell Talk yeah. to us about that. Yeah. So the coolest thing about this Instagram page that James and I would definitely agree on is that we've met a million people from across the country, and everyone's been super welcoming about going and hunting all different types of species. Yeah, like people it. are like, dude, just come down. Even people that have guides, you know, like these are people right. that have a business, and they're like, just come shoot with us or whatever. So we met. We I we met Cameron and Eric. Yep. Who were who we went hunting with? Falahad, right? Yep. yep. And um. We met them. I just one of us. I don't know who it was. We used to post like us. Yeah, we posted. They would send us pictures, and we would repost. That's what we used to do. We used to repost a lot of people's pictures. Right. You know, in the beginning, Uh, and Cameron would send us a lot of pictures of um, you know just like random stuff. I think that's even before pup. Yeah, it's pup. Mostly the pup. It was before (laughs) Falahide supply was even a thing. I think he didn't even make the 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 landers or anything yet. but he, he eventually all it just got in contact and you know we messaged each other back and forth and one day he was like hey do you mind if we come up there to go hunting I'm like 
Sure. Yeah, that's ahead, sick. You know, that's sick. And now, in case anybody on the listening, the Fowlerhide Supply they're they're located down in Texas. They uh, they make leather, all everything leather, leather lanyards, turkey totes, um, goose totes, duck totes. They make all of that stuff, and and they're. The quality of their stuff is incredible. So definitely recommend going to check them out and everything like that. And like we said, I think last episode, we support the small businesses, and that's what he's trying to do. So so for sure, I mean, how they linked up with them, yeah. Luke went out to Texas. Yeah, we took, so I'll just give you a little like overrun of the trip. We took, I think, it, how many guys did it go with? Oh, five. Was it five? I think it was five. So we, we rented a van through, I forget who, Enterprise, something like that. Nice. Um, they give me a call the day before. Hey, we don't even have the van. I'm like, you better find that van. Like, you can't let me know the day before. Whatever, get a van. It's got no spare tire. Things a mess. Out of alignment. And dude, if you let go of the steering wheel, you're going off the road kind wow. of thing. But you know, it's all part of the experience. And uh, we get in that freaking van. We packed it, dude. I don't even know how we fit everything in there. Whatever. 28 hour drive. We get down there. Uh, you know, we start buying licenses. The whole plan was to to hit uh, Sandhill Cranes okay. and get on some cacklers, which That's is cool. the big thing in Lubbock uh, around there. So yeah. uh, I I I don't even know. I didn't know what to expect. Like I re- we didn't. None of us really knew what to expect. And this is pu- this is public land. So yeah, that first morning we kind of get out there. We're in uh, Tahoka is okay. the is the area. I guess it's like a little bit east, I believe, of Lubbock. Okay. And. Uh, God, those things are like dinosaurs. Like you just hear it's it's one of the craziest noises. Like I That's mean, cool. it's definitely a bucket. I want to do it. Again. I got to do it again. Like yeah. and James has got to be there for this this next time yeah, and things yeah. like. That. And it's absolutely we're gonna go back down. But you just they were sitting on this. So apparently this is what they taught us. They they don't like water that they can't see the bottom of or can't see okay. because they're worried about. Well, yeah. They, they need to see the bottom. So they're in this really, really shallow, disgusting water, and you just hear them. And they're just... So Tohoka or Lubbock is the end of their migration. So they're they're coming down. They got a huge push of them, and you just... And all, all morning you hear them, and all of a sudden you just see them start raising up off the water, wow. just coming straight at us. And, I mean, we just got into them. We were shooting... I Like, shout out to all them, all the guys, because we were shooting really good. Like, we were just dropping them. Like, it was insane. And they're freaking massive. Scary, dude. It seems like you guys have had, like, you know, some really great experiences with with different hunts. Uh, And also, you guys also went out on a snow goose hunt last year. Yeah, yeah, I'll let James Um, talk about that. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, James, you could talk about that, uh, you know, about that, but... It just seems like you guys get memorable hunt after memorable hunt, which is great. I wouldn't mean, like we'd love to see it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Let lucky, lucky spell. That was uh, last year with Frontier Guides. Okay. Um, they're up in Plattsburgh, New York. Uh, they run uh, permanent uh, migratory snow goose spreads okay. up there. Um, and you know, it, with snow goose hunting, it's mainly about timing. You sure, know, timing the migration, right? And last year, I remember making a post in a Facebook chat about uh, uh, snow goose migration, a uh, mm-hmm. Facebook group. And they, I remember one guy saying, he's like, you guys should be there perfect. So we're like, whatever. We go there Saturday, first day of the hunt. We were there for two days, Saturday, Sunday. First day, we shot one, one snow goose. One snow and, goose. I mean, we saw like a flock of snow geese and we had shot one. And yeah. The spirits are down, you know. We, <laughs> the, the most interesting part of the day was a random, like, literally guy walking into our spread while we're delaying. Wow. That was the most interesting thing of part of the day. Yeah, this guy just comes in. Yeah, he, yeah, guy comes in. He's like, oh, he was he was with another uh, guy. Sort of thing. He was with um, 
Eastern View. And he was like, oh, is this Eastern View Outfitters? We're like, no. He's like, ah, oh, damn it. So he, he walked, <laughs> this guy walked like a half mile into this field and he walked all the way back. We're like, what is going on? So we were like, man, first day we were discouraged. We were like, damn, that really sucked. And spirits were not high for the yeah, next yeah. day at all. But uh, we went out into the field the next day. It was conditions. I mean, you couldn't ask for better conditions. Okay. You're talking six degree weather, south winds, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. For you know, snow geese. For snow geese. This is like, you can't ask for anything better wow. like for the spring migration. Um, it was right away. I mean, we were still loading our guns, man. First group of snows come in, like feet down in the spread. Wow. And we pummeled these Just things and that's when I was like whoa today you know could be different <laughs> and throughout the course of the day man it was just non-stop and we ended up shooting 106 and we had wow. to end it early because we had shot so many geese that the the amount of time it took to breast them all oh, yeah. we had to you know we had to go back home you know so we what was our biggest volley we shot 30 I think it was 32 or 33 out of one volley wow. and not everyone had plugs you know I mean yeah. not uh, extension tubes at that yeah. point so we I mean we were just hammering those that's things awesome. dude that was fun that's that that's so cool I mean that's something that that Dimitri and I are definitely gonna you know journey out to I just wanna shoot one snow goose <laughs> yeah. that's and all even, I'm trying to do I would say this this is just for people who don't know a ton of I, cause I mean we see some people get flack about shoot what do you do like why are you shooting all these birds like what yeah, can you yeah. do with them uh Snow geese have the nickname as the white devils, and there's a whole movement about trying to cut down their population because they are destroying yeah. the uh, yeah the crops the and the the natural habitat that these other species have. They're completely wow. all throwing off their whole migration patterns, their natural patterns of how they move, and we, the work. People are shooting the crap out of them every year, and yeah. we're still not putting a dent in the. Yeah. In the I so. think I think the the biggest issue with that is you know hunters. Uh, like the the nationwide like hunter count is still pretty low i mean and it keeps getting lower uh you're seeing like the younger generation coming up starting to kick back into it but i mean like it's just not the same as maybe our father's experience back in the day like um but uh talking about memorable hunts uh, i guess i could ask you about uh, the one hunt that you shot, well, how many uh, bands was Seven. that? Seven bands. So Seven. you shot, I think we we brought it up like a, in a previous podcast, but uh, I mean, you shot seven bands and it was on the day after you invited me out, which uh, they, it was you know, a day after, thank, yeah. thank you for that. And the whole group was on their way to Texas. I was going to say, yeah. So, oh, so the whole the group was yeah. on So we, yeah, all right. So I did not go to Texas because of work. I couldn't get off of work. I had COVID. Like, literally, it was a week or two before that. It was two weeks before. I had just gotten over COVID. So I had all this time off from work anyway. So I couldn't take off the, for the trip to Texas. But the day they left for Texas, which was the day right after I hunted with Joe, um, we shot... Uh, one volley came in of 10 birds and we dropped seven out of the 10 and we walk up <laughs> man the first bird we notice oh that one's got a band on it like you know pumped up about it I go pick another one up I'm like whoa this one's also got a band on it and we realize whoa hold on a second yo all these birds are banded man we, we were freaking out I mean I was like I was going blitz seven bands Se- so at all seven birds we dropped every single one was banded and then, uh, that whole flock was banded it was 10 of them so it's insane. Uh, I mean, we were free, I, n- nothing like that. I've ever I've heard of that happening. Yeah. You know, every bird. It wasn't even a local flock. It was a New Hampshire flock. So it was it was a migratory flock that came in, and they were all every single one banded all in the same location. They are probably literally like one family of ge- of of geese because 
they're all babies. They're all one-year-old birds yeah. beside two. A, a mom and a dad were literally two years old was a, a, a male two-year-old and a female two-year-old. The rest of them were all male and they're all one years old. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. And you got the consecutive ones, the seven, yeah, so seven I eight, got, nine. Or- I, I was lucky enough to keep... Uh, the consecutive numbers. Oh, so I got I got three <laughs> right, consecutive numbers right after one after another. New additions to the lanyard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which that was a, yeah, that was a good week for us because that had happened. You know, then the next day they limited out on cranes in Texas. You know, I was still back here and we were doing our thing still here, but it was yeah, that was a good week. Yeah, that's lucky, crazy. Lucky stride. Now you guys, you guys are thinking that uh, the guys at Fowl had they're coming up this year. They should be. Nice. Uh, we, we haven't. They are. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Okay. Because we didn't really officially talk about it, but I mean, and over there, over there, there's really no brand or anything like that. It's really nothing like that. They yeah. come up here for the Sea Ducks, so we we had taken them out two years ago now, or, or last season for uh, Sea Ducks mainly, and they got into them. We got them on Eider. We got them on uh, Squaw. Yeah. We got them on um, White Wing Scoter and Brant. And a whole bunch of different species of birds that they've never shot before, yeah, that's sick. and they had a blast with it. They they also opened like they really stressed this about like we complain about Long Island and the property, but the difficulty about getting property, how how much we take it for granted because when we were in Texas, we were driving two hours to every spot and things like that. Where on Long Island, we're jumping from sod farm to cornfields to to backwater you know river spots and to hunting on the open 20 ocean. Minutes. All within like twenty minutes. Yeah, like, wow. So that was like a, it kind of going to Texas kind of like opened my eyes to like, okay, we might have it. Like, okay, okay. Like, right. I'm gonna stop complaining a little bit about. <laughs> oh, I, I want to hunt these fields and I can't get on them, but kind of. Yeah, that's un- that's understandable. I mean, and I, it, like we said before, every field has a hunter at least oh, yeah. up here. But over there, I mean, over there, out there too, you 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 catch that too. But uh, oh my god. Guides. A lot of guides. I couldn't believe the amount of guides we saw. Oh my god! I wish you. Rem- I remember the amount, the number of registered guides in Lubbock was unreal. In just one town. Yeah. In yeah. Wow. And Lubbock is like a major, uh, I guess, like waterfowl guiding. I mean, the amount of cackler, like uh, lessers we saw was absurd. I've never seen so many geese in my life. But wow. I I, I want to say it was like over. Th- 30 maybe registered guides in holy one. crap and every field's in leased. one town yeah everything's leased and you're just we literally I can't believe we got that lucky still <laughs> cool. yeah no so hopefully I mean ho- we're hoping that this season this season we, we can we can do some stuff we can go upstate all that stuff all of yep. us just grab our trailers and go yep that's the plan I think that'll that'll be pretty sweet yeah I think uh you know something that we talked about you know briefly this year and just working together on different hunts and working together on maybe possibly looking on a field together but i mean that's still up in the air but uh you know, it was awesome to have you guys come on the podcast, and and uh, you know we appreciate you guys coming on. We'll definitely have you again for oh, yeah. sure, because oh, sure. um, I think there's some stories that need to be told oh, on the podcast. <laughs> we can sit here and talk for hours and hours yeah. and hours. Yeah, so we definitely we definitely want to get you guys back on probably uh, probably on the next podcast in about yeah, we'll get, you know, we'll get two more of the so. more of the crew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be yeah. great. Uh, but you know, leading up to next waterfowl season, obviously it's months away. But uh, I guess you know. If we're oh, yeah. hanging out and kind of bullshitting about waterfowl, it kind of goes quicker, I guess. Oh yeah. But uh, we appreciate you guys coming on, and uh, and uh, thanks everybody for tuning in, um, uh, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. But uh, yep. thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye.